Hello, Queendom. Welcome to episode 121 of the New York City K-Pop Queens podcast. I'm your co-host, Emily, and I am it for you this week. As we mentioned last week, Charity is traveling in Europe for work, so she will not be able to join us. But never fear, I'm going to do my best to do a solo episode and bring you all of the content you're used to. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. We're happy to have you. And a big giant shout out to our loyal queendom. Thank you for coming back. I've got a fun show for you this week. Uh, Jackson Wang, it's finally here. The album Magic Man. I'm going to talk about the single music video, my favorite songs from the album, give a full review of the latest from Mr. Jackson Wang. I'm also going to talk about a group that we haven't discussed yet on the podcast. They're called DKB. Uh, This is one I think a few of you are familiar with. So I'm going to give my thoughts on their latest EP. And then I have a giant reality show recap for you. I'm going to talk about NCT 127 and, of course, Stray Kids. Plus, K-pop news, song of the week. You know the drill, Queendom. It's all coming at you. Let's start off, though, with some poll results. Every week, we ask poll questions, and those are done exclusively on our Twitter. So if you'd like to participate in the polls, make sure you're following us on Twitter, NYC K-Pop Queens. We also have an Instagram. We post different stuff on each one. So why not follow us on both, NYC K-Pop Queens? But these polls, this is a Twitter thing. We had four poll questions this week. So I'm going to get into it. Last week, Charity and I reviewed Key. Key is, of course, from Shiny, and he had an amazing album. It was called Gasoline. Charity and I both really enjoyed it, gave it a glowing review, and it got us thinking, who is your favorite Shiny solo artist? We turned to the queendom. We asked all of you, is it Key, Onu, Taemin, or Minho? I don't think this will be a giant surprise. Uh, 67% of the queendom voted for Taemin. 22% chose Key. Onu had 6% of the votes and Minho 5%. I think Taemin's the obvious choice and Taemin's put out great solo material. Um, But I think we kind of sleep on the rest of the guys a little bit. Key's a superstar. He's a superstar. And one of our listeners pointed out that he has said in interviews he feels like he's the worst one. No, 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 no. Like he's a real talent. Um, and Onu, the last album we reviewed of his, his last project I thought was brilliant. So a lot of talented men in shiny. I know you can't go wrong with Taman. Not surprised at that vote. Um, so congratulations, Taman. I'm reviewing Jackson Wang tonight, uh, so I had to ask, what's your favorite single from Magic Man? Jackson released three singles from this album. The first one was, of course, Blow. Then he released Cruel. And with the album, the single was Blue. This got us tons and tons of votes. Uh, Queendom came out for this one. I think some specific Jackson Wang fans came out to vote for this one as well. The results are... Blue. Blue is the Queendom's favorite Magic Man single from Jackson Wang. 52% of you chose that song. 31% chose Blow. And 17% chose Cruel. Uh, I'm not going to tell you my thoughts yet because I'm about to get to the album review. But that that's interesting. Interesting result. We also asked you to choose between DKB and Ravi. Uh, Ravi from Vix released another project this week. He is going to the military soon, so we considered reviewing that. We both really enjoyed his last release. I thought that was great. And then DKB, uh, this young group has been making noise for a while now. And I personally noticed them in the mentions quite a bit when we did our episode about our favorite debut songs. There was a lot there with DKB. So I thought maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week we get into DKB. I know that they had a release a few weeks ago. Queendom, you spoke loud and clear. 86% of you voted for DKB. Ravi got 14% of the votes. So you already know, I already said it in the intro, 
I'm reviewing DKB tonight. Cannot wait to get into those guys. Next week is going to be massive. It's a massive release in the world of K-pop. Blackpink finally back and NCT 127. So we had to ask, which one are you more excited about? Really close vote. This is a really close vote. And I'm not surprised because it's kind of hard. Uh, I don't know. They're both huge, huge projects. I'm personally very excited for both of the albums to drop. Blackpink edged out NCT 127 with 56% of the votes. The NCT guys had 44%. So very close vote by the Queendom. As of now, I might say I'm a little bit more excited for NCTs because we haven't heard any of it yet. Uh, Blackpink, we've heard some of the songs on the album. So I would vote NCT by a narrow margin, but next week's going to be a monster week. And don't worry, Charity will be back. <laughs> this is one of those one of those weeks where I'm doing it, but never fear. We will both be here next week. It's a monster week. The Rose has a release next week too, and you all know how much I love them. So make sure you tune in next week for all of those releases. Let's get to some Queendom shout outs. We see where you're listening from every single week. It's so cool that we can see people from all over the world are tuning in to our podcast about K-pop. So we just like to give specific shout outs so you know we see you and we really appreciate you. Queendom shout out to Simpsonville, South Carolina, Valley Village, California, Gainesville, Florida, Detroit, Michigan. Massive shout out to our friends from London, Kingston, Jamaica, uh, Belfast, Northern Ireland. We see you. Queendom shout out, Algeria, Slovenia. And we want to give a special shout out this week, Olivia from Iowa City, Iowa. This girl's got taste. She alts stray kids and goes back and forth between Lino and Han as her bias. So major taste there, Olivia. We un- we completely understand uh, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, Charity and I are big fans of stray kids. So If you're a stay, you came to the right place. I'm going to talk about some reality show content later in the episode. But it's time to get to it. It's time to talk about Jackson Wang. Magic Man had a massive buildup. It's finally here. For those of you unfamiliar with Jackson, he debuted as a member of GOT7 on JYP in 2014. He started releasing solo music in 2017, The first full solo album was Mirrors in 2019. So it's been about three years since we've had an album from Jackson. This one's called Magic Man. He gave us 10 songs. The single for the album release is Blue. I love this song. I really, really like this song. And I wasn't sure what the album was going to sound like, what the single The Day Of was going to sound like, because Blow, I was a massive fan, massive, massive fan. To go back to the poll results, I loved Blow. I thought it was brilliant. If you want to listen to our full review of that song and music video, check out episode 98. Charity and I both um, really enjoyed it. Cruel, I wasn't a a huge fan of. Cruel's not not my favorite. So I was kind of like, hmm, where is this going to go? And Blue just blows me away. I love it. It's this like romantic, whimsical, and soothing song. His voice is so nice. Jackson has a really distinct tone that I always connect with. And it works so well on a song like this. The guitar is really nice. The chorus picks up a bit, but it stays in that mellow vibe And I think that's great. I think that does the song a service. It didn't need to go anywhere grand. This is a chill song. The lyrics, when the sky is on fire, I know I can run wild with you. It's a love song. It's a song about that person or that thing that brings you peace. Um... You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, me, 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 yo, look, 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 look
we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right with this I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Don't, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit seriously. It brings feelings of peace and contentment when I listen to this song, and I really like that he ended the album on this note. I think it was really well done. The construction of the album in general, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but it was well done. And I love that he started Blow, Wild and Crazy, Dangerous, the whole thing. And by the end of it, there's that exhale. And I was really happy to hear that. I think it's really effective. Really, really love this song. This is a wonderful song. Queendom that voted for that poll. 52% of you. I agree. This is This is my favorite single. It just hits all the right notes for me. I got to talk about the music video. I love the video. It's one of those moments where the visuals for the song match what's in your head. It feels perfect. The tone, the colors, everything about it really matches the song and the vibe. He's falling and floating in this yellow outfit. It's a stunning visual. And then there's sky, there's fire. My favorite part, the underwater scenes. Um, It's really pretty and it fits the tone of the song. It's peaceful surrender. That's what the song feels like. That's definitely what the music video feels like to me. There's a peaceful surrender in this piece of art that Jackson created. And I think he he's aware of that. Jackson's not just a writer. He's a performer. He's a businessman. He's an artist. And he's really into every detail of storytelling. So... He nailed this. Like, this is perfection. It's so simple. And sometimes simple is the best thing. In this world of K-pop, you know, there's so many uh, visual treats for all of us. And sometimes the videos are so fast and there's so much going on, it can be overwhelming. I love this. I love something simple and stripped down. Y'all know that I'm a fan of blonde Blonde K-pop idols. I, I'm going to say this, though. I think with Jackson, he's the exception. I love Jackson with dark hair. I think dark hair on Jackson is perfect. But the blonde hair in this music video works. This is like the perfect complement to the intensity of blow and cruel. It's time to chill. It's time to just surrender. And that moment where everything's quiet I love that feeling of being underwater. You know that feeling when you're swimming or maybe when you're floating and there's that silence? Oh my goodness. It's one of my favorite things to experience. I think it's a simple pleasure in life to go swimming and have that silence underwater. Really cool that he incorporated it into the music video. This this all worked for me like beyond. I Genuinely loved it. I wasn't a massive fan of Cruel, the song and the music video. So maybe that um, has something to do with it. My expectations were kind of different because I loved Blow. I didn't love Cruel. Now Jackson came back with Blue and I'm so into it. Really, really like the song and the video. Time to get into the album. Talk about my favorite album picks. Obviously, I've talked about it enough, but the start and the finish, Blow and Blue. Those B songs are perfection. I love both of them. We start off with high energy, intensity, danger, and we end with a peaceful surrender. It's a whole story in and of itself. As far as the other songs, Drive It Like You Stole It and All The Way were my standouts. Drive It Like You Stole It. Jackson's a storyteller and he paints a picture with the lyrics. It feels like you're in the club with him. You're getting in the red Corvette. It's wonderful. That retro 80s sound. It's smooth. It's cool. Little red Corvette, Prince reference. I'm going to love that forever. Uh, For those of you that don't know me, I am a massive, insane Prince fan. He's one of my favorite, favorite, favorites. So bonus points to Jackson for that reference. I get it and I love it. And the lyrics are fun. This is is a fun, sexy song. I really liked the part where he said, so what? You've got a reputation. At least you made one for yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) He doesn't care that this girl's got a bad reputation. At least she has, has one. At least people are talking about her. It's um, it's bold. The whole song feels that way. 
But at the same point, the music is very cool and sleek. It's like uh, 80s Miami Vice or something. That's what I was picturing with this one. I think it really paints a picture and it's very effective. And it's just it's just a great song. Like, yes, I will drive it like I stole it. Thank you for giving me permission. Let's get in that little red Corvette, Jackson. I am so ready to go. Like, yes, I'm so here for this one. <laughs> and then on the other side, I liked All the Way. I really like the beginning. His his voice and that vulnerability are so effective. And he says, like, I'm so used, used to you on the left side of the bedside. So at first I thought that this was a breakup song. You know, he's missing that person. It reminded me of... um. Trey songs has a song called your side of the bed and it kind of reminded me of that. So I was like, okay, he misses the person. And then the more I listened to it, I realized, no, he's kind of, he's ready to commit. He's saying he's ready to go all the way with this person. Like when, when they're not there, he misses them. I love it. I love it. And that angsty nineties alternative guitar and drums with the distorted chorus really works. This song I kept coming back to. And I think what drew me in the beginning of that first verse it's bare and it feels vulnerable and i like the storytelling i like the storytelling here uh magic man is good but it reminded me and you you all have to tell me if i'm the only one but it reminded me so much of magic by t by t maybe because i listen to that song 24 7 it's on my happy playlist and i'm obsessed with it but the lyrics felt similar when he sings it's just like magic um, it's a good song, but it kind of just, I just kept thinking, ooh, T by T. Overall, I like this project. It's an interesting, how should I say this? Jackson is innovative and he's giving us something different. So I loved his mixtape Lost and Found. Not enough people talk about that. It didn't get enough play or credit. He kind of just released it and didn't promote it. Clearly, he felt like he wanted to go in a different direction, but he had all these songs, so he'd release them and then really move on to something he was more passionate about. Totally get that, but Lost and Found's definitely my vibe. Drive You Home is one of my all-time favorite songs. I love that song. I think it's brilliant. I go back to it all the time. So I'm not sure if I'm as passionate about this entire album as I am about maybe those projects, but it's ambitious, and overall, I think it works. The grunge rock thing, if you like Jackson's vibe here, I'm going to suggest you listen to DPR Ian. It reminded me a lot of what DPR Ian has put out recently. He's a genius. He's brilliant. I love him. And it's kind of along the same vein. So I think when the music's good, it works. It's just that my personal preference tends to be towards more R&B, hip hop, and pop than grunge and rock. But I think Jackson did a great job here. And he really told a story. I think he's strongest when he's vulnerable. I And I know maybe some people would disagree with me. They like the kind of bravado party songs. But Jackson has such vulnerability in his voice. And he's such a great storyteller that those are the songs that always hook me and draw me in and make me feel something. And when I'm experiencing consuming art, I want to feel. I love that. I love that feeling of, ooh, yes. I hope that Jackson keeps going in that range. I hope he never gets so jaded and over it because he's been in this game for a long time. I would not blame him. But I think he is really strong when he's vulnerable. Like keeping the champagne cold reminds me of bravado rap songs, rap songs where they talk about girls and cars and jewelry and money. A sprinkle of that is good. That's totally good. All good. That's fine. But I hope he keeps infusing vulnerability into everything he does because I think that's that's where the, his strength lies and that's where I'm most excited about Jackson Wang's work. He's a super talented dude. Jackson is so talented. He's also really busy. Team Wang is killing it. He's got a lot on his plate. I hope he's taking care of himself. I hope that Jackson is taking care of himself and that he has a strong team around him that isn't compromised of yes men. Because I, I worry, at, this is 100% just personal opinion, so please everyone take this with a grain of salt. But as a fan and as someone who's watched his career and reads all of his interviews and all that stuff, I worry about Jackson a little bit. I get a little concerned about Jackson. So I hope that he's 
he's on a good path right now, a healthy path where he can rest and be clear headed. So I'm going to say about that. I just hope he's well and I root for him. And this was a great project. This was a great project. I'm really proud, proud of Jackson and excited about the music. And I want to say I'm excited about what's to come next, but I also just want now take a break, take a break, dude. You've put out so much good music just this year alone. It's been fire. Take a break. We've got tons of content to hold us off and keep us warm. Congratulations to Jackson Wang. Awesome album. Time to play a clip. This is the song that the Queendom and I thought was the best single off of Magic Man. This is Blue by Jackson Wang. The water runs dry, and that I can always come find you. Yeah, the only one that picks me up, red, that's It's a comfort song. It's just, it's a really beautiful song and has a great vibe. I'm here for it. Congratulations, Jackson. The time to move on, Queendom. It's time to talk about DKB. I'm, this is one of those groups I'm mad at myself that it took me this long to find them. So DKB is a nine-member group. They debuted in 2019 under Brave Entertainment. So they're not rookies. They've been around and I've just had my head in the sand I apologize to the members of DKB because they deserve to be talked about. The latest EP is called Autumn. It's five songs, uh, four traditional songs, then one instrumental. The single is called 24-7. Okay, this is a a great pop song. It's very chill, like kind of a chill R&B feel. It's not, not what you would traditionally think as a single release, usually There's a lot of energy in singles. This one's a little more restrained, but that doesn't take away from the quality. It's catchy. A lot of vocal effects, but they work. They really do work with and kind of not against the melody. It sounds very current and cool. It's not my favorite song on the album because I like to hear voices uh, without so many effects. And these guys can really sing. Overall, I think 24-7 works. I would just peel back a little bit of the vocal effects. Not all of them. Again, it gives it kind of this current sound. It's This song will be very radio-friendly. I just want to peel it back just a little bit, but I like this song, and it was surprising. It's It's surprising. I've got to talk about the music video, you guys. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Maybe this is why I'm annoyed that it took me so long to get onto this group. <sighs> Jenso looks like he should be in Monstax. The way it starts, his styling, his the way he walks, everything about him. This group is so far away from like immature um young K-pop groups. There's no schoolboy uniforms here, ladies and gents. Like They're giving uh, grown sexy vibes. So that shocked me. I was very like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are these guys? Definitely more mature than a lot of their their peers. The styling in the 24-7 video, it's wonderful. It makes them all look handsome and cool. I thought they looked great. The choreography... It's so smooth and it's so cool. I keep saying cool with these guys, but I think it's very fitting. They're cool guys. They're a cool group. They're wonderful dancers. I'm going to talk about that here in a little bit, but great choreography. And I love watching them dance. The jail storyline, you know, we've seen this a lot in K-pop videos, but I think it's effective 
And it gives each member their own scene and their own little space. So I like that. It definitely worked. D1 steals focus for me. He immediately, when I started watching, I was like, ooh, okay, who's that? He-Chan does a great job during his rap part. He is definitely a vibe. And then Loon, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing all of their names wrong, you guys. Uh, (laughs) New group for me to review and not a lot of prep time. This was one of our poll questions. So forgive me if I pronounce the name wrong, but Loon, L-U-N-E. When he came on screen, I literally gasped. Like there's something about him, at least in the 24-7 video, where he reminded me of Hyangwon. And all of you that listen to the podcast, you all know Hyangwon is like really close to my alt bias. He's one of my top biases, Hyangwon from Monster X. Again, Monster X vibes. So he just like blew me away. I liked this music video. I really, really like it. The colors, everything feels mature and cool. It's not young, bubbly K-pop. This is cool, chill, mature guys, uh, which is wonderful. I think that's, there's room for all in K-pop, but I was excited to see a younger group that really fit that vibe so well. It felt really natural. So that made me interested to watch more of their stuff and see, are they just great actors or is this who they are? And I think it kind of falls somewhere in the middle. They have other videos that are so intense and high energy. There's just a different room for them to do a lot of different things. They've been around now for three years. So it's really cool. It's really cool to see what these guys are capable of. My picks from the album, from the Autumn EP, Autumn, (laughs) the name of the album, I love that one, and then Bubble. So first, I'm going to talk about Autumn. Love the acoustic guitar, and there's really great vocals and ad-libs here. The song feels like an autumn breeze. Nice harmonies in the chorus. It's just a really good pop song. And sometimes less is more, like what I just talked about with Jackson. Sometimes peeling it back, not a million sounds going on at once. It's just nice. Sometimes less is more, and it's really pleasing to listen to. I thought Teo, Tao, Teo, he kills it on his parts. He can sing. Like, he's wonderful. And then again, my ear perked up when D1 was singing. There's a talent there. That guy's insanely talented. So Autumn's just another really good pop song. And then Bubble. So in this one, I'm listening to it and I'm like, who is that guy? His voice sounds amazing. Oh, I really like this. Wow. And then the voice sounded the same. And I was kind of like, huh. Like, wow, they all kind of sound the same on this one. I'm having trouble distinguishing voices. And then I look it up. It's all D1. This is like a solo song, which is really cool on, you know, a group release. I love that he got a chance to put a solo song on here. He wrote it. I like the melody. Those simple verses allow his vocals to shine. And he has great vocal control. Really, he knows he knows his instrument and how to use it. And it's really nice to listen to. Those high floating notes that he does... Oh, they're so pretty. It's kind of similar to Blue by Jackson. I think Bubble's a little bit similar in that it's like this peaceful song. It's what fans will call a comfort song. It just checks all the boxes. It's a really nice song. So those were kind of my standouts um, from this EP. But all of the songs are great. It's a nice project. And I'm just so happy and grateful that I found another group. I've got to add another group to the huge list that I already stand because y'all know I'm a major multi-stan. But DKB, they're great. And I, I kind of just want to say, like, this is like a prof- professional dance group that can also sing really well and rap. They're all legit dancers. Like, there shouldn't be a dance line in this group because all nine of them are insane. I highly encourage you, Watch their choreography videos on YouTube if you're into like precise K-pop dancing. I was blown away. I fell into a hole. I don't regret it. They have amazing dance practice videos. And then they also do really great covers. Just wonderful, amazing content. I like this group. I like this group. 
And although when I watched interviews, there's definitely like a young, fun personality from them, their songs and their visuals, their music videos, it, there's an older, more mature feel here that, ooh, I'm here for it. I like that. <laughs> uh, I think Teo has a great voice. D1 is my star. That's my center. I, I just really was drawn to him in everything I watched and listened to. His voice and presence stand out so much. He's also leader. I believe there there's two leaders in this group. He's one of them. And then Loon. Ooh, talk about a visual king. I mean, whoa. This guy, yeah, they've got a legit visual on this team. So I've got to say, my biases, my bias is D1 and my record is Loon. But that's as of now. I've literally only been diving into this group for two days. So who knows what will happen in the future once I see more content. But those were the ones that stood out to me the most. And D1 especially, I like I vibe with him. I think he's a star. I really, I liked everything I saw him do. So I so I'm into these guys. I'm I'm into them. And I miss charity because it's so fun to talk about a new group. We always love picking each other's biases. I will say watching this, I think I know who her bias is gonna be. I'm pretty good at picking a charity's bias and record when we review new groups. So looking forward to talking about DKB again so Charity and I can get into it because I think this is a group she's gonna vibe with. When I saw the opening of that music video, I was like, uh-huh. Jen Sao, yeah, but looks like he should be a Monster X. That was a Monster X shirt for sure. I can't wait to hear Charity's opinion on this one. But before before I move on, I want to play you a clip. So this is 24-7 by DKB. <laughs> catchy and very chill. I'm I'm here for 24/7 by DKB. Congratulations to them. Really nice project and I'm so happy I finally got a chance to listen and watch and uh, get to know this group. I like them and I'm excited to talk about them in the future. It's time to move on. How we do in Queendom? Are you sticking with me? I know it might not be the most entertaining thing to just hear my voice. So hopefully this isn't too painful for everyone listening. I'm trying my best. <laughs> but let's move on because it's my favorite part of the show. You know what it is. Charity knows what it is. Bang Chan from Stray Kids knows what it is. And I know what it is. It's quiz time, DKB edition. This week, we're sticking with DKB. If you'd like to play along with us, a link to the quiz we're about to take is in the description of the podcast you're listening to right now. We will also post it on Twitter. We post our quizzes every week on Twitter, so you can take them and let us know who you got. Last week's XO quiz, it was intense, guys. It was an intense one. Um, Nobody got their bias. We all actually got like the opposite. I got a crazy result that was Charity's Bias or Wrecker. It was an intense one. So let's see how accurate this one is. This is a very fun, basic DKB quiz. We're finding out who our DKB soulmate is. Are you ready? Question number one. People would describe you as friendly, joyful, beautiful, weird, Cool, introvert, soft, cute, or funny? Uh, I'm going to go with friendly. Question number two. What's your worst flaw? Ugh. Okay. Take nothing seriously. Shyness. Messy. Selfish. Sensitive. 
get angry quickly or other. I'm going to go sensitive, sensitive, because I think uh, I'm super, super sensitive. And sometimes that can be an awful thing (laughs) in this world. Question number three, do you trust yourself? No, a little, yes, or yes, a lot. I don't know if I'm that confident, but I trust myself. I'm going to say yes. Question number four, what kind of movie do you like to watch? The choices are romance, horror, animation, action, drama, comedy, or other. I like dramas. I'm going to say drama. Question number five, do you prefer cat, dog, insects, birds, snakes, or another animal? I love all animals, but I'm going to say dog. What's your favorite color? We've got a bunch of colors to choose from here. Red, green, blue, pink, purple, yellow, white, black, or orange. All right, Loyal Queendom will know. Black is my go-to. Also red. But I've got to be honest, recently I've been feeling yellow. So I'm going to say yellow. What's your favorite season? Winter, summer, spring, or autumn? Autumn. Fall is my favorite season. It's the middle of September. We're in it. The weather's cooling off. I love fall. Question number eight. What is your favorite social network? Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, TikTok, Fan Cafe, or something else? Oh, I'm going to say Twitter. I'm on, I'm on Twitter a lot. I have a few Twitter accounts. I've got that Stan account so I can monitor K-pop 24-7. Are there any K-pop fans who aren't on Twitter? I think is the question at this point. That seems to be... The place to go, but maybe I'm missing out. Let me let me know. I know TikTok's pretty popular for K-pop content. Okay, moving on. What's your favorite drink? Coke, Sprite, Monster, Fanta, Iced Tea, Pepsi, Schweppes, or other? If I'm gonna have like a soda or like pop that type of drink, I would go with Coke. Okay, time for the results. Oh my God. I got D1. Oof. Okay. There's not a description. So I'm just going to take it that he stood out to me right away. He's clearly my cellmate in DKB. My result was D1. I'm very excited about that. Let me know your result. We're going to post this on Twitter. Please take it. Let us know your results underneath the quiz. We love seeing everyone's results. Again, last week was really funny because everyone got like the opposite of their XO bias. It was totally off. Is this one closer? DKB fans, you got to take the quiz and let me know. Let's move on. I told you we're going to have a big, fun reality recap. There's a lot of episodes we need to talk about. So it's reality show recap time. NCT 127, fill it up. Charity and I went over episode one and two last week. This week, three, four, and five. It's a five-part series, so it's time to time to end it. The comeback is here. By the time you all listen to this, new episodes come out every Friday. Um, NCT's comeback will be here. So it ended today on Wednesday. I watched it right before recording so I could talk about it with you guys. So episode three and four, they kind of went along with the first couple. They were just doing stuff around the house. The guys did karaoke. Johnny and Mark rode bikes. And well, one of them rode a bike. The other one rode a skateboard, a longboard. So you got to see some scenery. But the weather didn't cooperate for the guys of NCT 127. So they were inside. They played games that were fun. Like they played a game where if you lose, if you do one of your tells. So the rest of the guys came up with behavior and then also things people say. That was fun. Uh, But I will say episode five for me was the episode for this series. Like I always look forward to seeing them drink and have honest conversations in real life, at least with my friends. When you're sitting around 
having cocktails and talking, sometimes that can, you know, turn into really productive or meaningful conversations. And I've seen that over and over again with these K-pop reality shows. It happened again. It happened again. It was interesting. They're joking around at first. Taeyong chugged his first Jack and Coke even though he's not a good drinker, and that he was like teasing to Lille, who's the other lightweight on the NCT 127 team. It was funny. It was like, it was cute and it was funny. And then they really started talking about stuff. And what's clear is they all love the song. The song that's going to come out on Friday, the single from their album, it's called Two Baddies. They're all really excited about the song. It makes me think that, you know, some of them weren't fans of Sticker. I think we've all seen that video where they hear it for the first time in the SM office and some of their faces weren't that excited. I will die on the hill that I loved Sticker. I still love it, but I get it. Um, All the members weren't as enthusiastic. This one, it seems like all of them, all nine of them are really like, yep, the song is great. So they kind of talk about that. And then... Jung Woo talks about how time is really precious to him. And he he knows in his later years, he's going to look back on this exact moment and really cherish it. So even though comebacks and everything around them can be tiring, he wants to really live in the moment and enjoy it because he knows it's not going to last forever. Young said, you know, let's praise each other more with this comeback. Like I need to hear positive encouragement. And I think you all do too. He kind of said something along those lines, which I thought was really interesting. And then he also said, let's also say when we're tired, it's okay to say that you're tired. It's interesting. I think in life, we all get used to not saying you're tired, not saying you need help. Everything's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's okay. What these guys are doing physically and mentally has to be so exhausting If you can't talk to your members about it, who can you talk to? So it felt interesting that he's kind of saying that, you know, this group's been together for over six years. It was an interesting conversation. And they went around in a circle and like talked about what they want for this comeback. So it was very, and it felt very serious. Jayun encouraged everyone to say what they want. And like, he was really being positive, saying he just wants to have fun, like really have fun with it. Mark said he's so proud of the members and he wants the world to see what they can do. Like when he sees them doing other things, he realizes how cool they all are and like they're a cool group. And Jaehan echoed that. Like, yeah, we're kind of the cool guys. Like, let's embrace it. It sounds like there's maybe been some confidence lost and I'm just so perplexed because I still look at NCT 127 as one of the biggest K-pop groups in the world. What they've done numbers-wise, what they've done on Billboard, they're insane. So it's weird to kind of see this conversation. There was a heaviness in the room while they were talking. There was a sadness and a seriousness in the room that about halfway through I couldn't quite put my finger on, but it felt palpable through the screen. So I'll get back to that in a second. But uh, Johnny said, like, let's not get stressed about things that don't matter. You know, get stressed about unnecessary things. And then Young said he's doing this for the members and the fans. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. And then in a real moment of honesty, he said he's burnt out and he thanks the members. And the members kind of thank him. So that felt like an interesting moment. I, I love the vulnerability he shows. And, you know... Young says, did something happen? He just says he's burnt out. And they're like, yeah, that, you know, that's normal. That happens. But there was something in me that when he said, I, I'm only doing this for you guys and for the fans, it felt like, ooh, hmm. Um, and then Young comes in and he shares that he hasn't been feeling confident about being on camera or performing recently but he feels better when he says something encouraging and kind of positive to himself, like positive self-talk. And he wants to do that more for the members. So a little insight into where he's been kind of mentally and that he really wants to be a positive light for his members. He also shares that he wants to have no regrets and with this comeback, do something that leaves a mark. So this whole conversation just feels very intense. It doesn't, there's something going on here, right? 
And Jung Woo tells the members he's, you know, really thankful. He's full of gratitude and he's proud of them all. Yuta shares that he likes the song and he said it helps him to kind of hang on and keep going, which stood out. And then he says it'll be a helpful time for each one of them in the future. And he's doing it because of the group members. So again, Do Young and Yuta are saying they're doing this because of the members and, you know, the fans. Heichin then says that they all love the song, you know, really excited for this comeback. But to be honest, he's not sure they'll feel the same way for the next time, for the next album, the next comeback. And it, he looks very sad and very serious while they're all talking. So it felt like there's a feeling of almost like, is this their last real go around as a group? It, it felt that way watching it, listening to them and the emotions that they were sharing. It just was really like that moment of kind of realizing this is going to be over soon. So let's enjoy it. I don't know. I had a knot in my stomach watching episode five of this NCT 127 show. It's something just felt really heavy. And I believe their contract is up in 2023 and they're touring, you know, they're going on a tour this fall. So maybe, maybe this is the beginning of the end. I hope not. Oh my goodness. I hope not. But it just felt very serious and very, uh, the tone just felt really ugh. not one of those ones where you're, you know, drinking and talking about your honest feelings and there can be sad and dark feelings that there was a lot of positivity spoken here, but the tone of it felt not great. There was a darkness, a nervousness in the room. It was just palpable watching it. And I was like, Oh no. And then the fact that, you know, do young and, Utah both said they're only doing this because of the members. It was like, ooh, yikes. Like, did they not want to go on in the group? Did they want to do solo stuff? Because all of the members have done solo stuff. And, you know, they're all superstars in their own right. There's a lot of opportunity for all the guys in NCT 127. It'll be an interesting time. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this group next year. Selfishly, as a fan, I'm like, no, no, you can't. Uh, but if and when that time comes that NCT127 doesn't perform together, it's okay. I just want them all to be happy. Taeyong continuously breaks my heart. He's like, <sighs> he doesn't know how good he is. He doesn't know how much he means to people all over the world. And he just seems like such a caring kind of dialed in leader who tries so hard to make it work and to do a good job. And it's like, he's the most talented dude in the world. It, it's, there was one part where he said, you know, their original goal was much bigger than it is now. What? What was the original goal? And why can't they reach that now? Like, what? They're insane. So it's just baffles me to see this. And it baffled me to be quite honest, their tour plan there's just a lot here where it's like, did SM stop investing in them so they can promote Dream, so they can promote younger groups? Because that would make sense considering what SM has done in the past. You know, they did that with XO. They could have pushed XO at the same time Big Hit was pushing BTS overseas, and they didn't. They reinvested their money into 127, into NCT. I don't know. This kind of feels like, okay... And the guys mentioned we're in our late 20s now. It's just, ugh. K-pop fans know. You know what that seven-year means. You know what late 20s means. It means not renewing and enlistment. So, oof, this episode just left a knot in my stomach. I, I don't know if I'm the only one. If, if you have thoughts on this, please let me know. I will say, from a marketing standpoint, it fired me up. Fired me up to go buy the album fired me up to stream for this comeback as a fan. I want this comeback to be huge for them. It was interesting. It was an interesting end to the fill it up series. Uh, I'm happy we got to see it and it's going to be interesting to see what happens next, but I hope, I really hope this comeback does numbers for them. The marketing I've loved. I think this single sounds cool. It's going to be great. So we're going to give a full review next week when charity is back. Don't you worry. 
for now, it's time to move on to Stray Kids. Stray Kids have been releasing content nonstop. Talk about not resting. These guys, they don't sleep. They can't. We get, we get so much content. It's insane. So last weekend was a holiday in Korea, a national holiday, very similar to our Thanksgiving here in America, Chuseok. And Stray Kids did two episodes to celebrate. So they did a two-episode kind of variety show to celebrate. They were all wearing traditional handbooks. It was really fun to watch. They they played a bunch of games. There was one where they had to stay under certain decibels while eating. And if they didn't, they put on like funny props. It was all just very lighthearted. They made traditional food for one another. They really got into this board game. There was a board game where I had no clue what was going on. Like no idea. I never picked up on the rules. But they played it for a while, and they were really competitive and into it. Most memorable thing, Lino freaks out, and he screams the F word. If any of you are on social media, I'm sure you've seen it 100 times by now. <laughs> it, was, it was very memorable. It was amazing. They also played jacks. I wouldn't know how to play jacks if they were in front of me. Like, I remember a family member showing me when I was a kid or something, but... I don't know how to do it, but oh my goodness, you guys, Changbin is really good at playing jacks. Changbin killed it. The whole thing, the two episodes, they were really lighthearted and fun to watch. You know, they're on YouTube. It, it was just kind of a fun, nice thing to celebrate the holidays. And it felt like maybe what you would do, celebrating the holidays with your family and playing games as a kid and stuff. So it, it was a kind of a heartwarming uh, joyful experience. And it ends with each member writing a holiday greeting for stay. So that was really cute, very heartfelt and nice. It was just a nice, it, talk about different tones. You know, you're going from this group who was, has been super successful and they're having a very serious talk as things are changing in their world. And then the next reality show uh, that I that I'm talking about is this fun, happy, joyful holiday episode with a group that's primed to be the next big thing. So it's it's really like interesting. Um, the thing in K-pop is you don't have forever. There's a very limited time that these K- these male K-pop groups can go and hit, make it big before enlistment, and then everything kind of. It doesn't fall apart, but it changes drastically. When the groups get back together, it's not the same. They're older. They can't do the same choreography. You know, it's a very different thing. So it's almost like a metaphor for life is precious. You only have a short period of time to make things happen. And no matter how big and how famous you are, there's another group right behind you ready, and they're they're going to take the crown. Um, so it's interesting to watch NCT 127 and Stray Kids this week. And the, the different tones, straight kids, I feel like are in it, like the happiest, greatest point of their career. They're about to hit, you know, one of the biggest groups in the world, that type of thing. And NCT 127, for whatever reason, they're a little down. They feel like they haven't hit as hard as they wanted to. And uh, there's a lot looming on the other side of this comeback. So interesting time in reality world. I want to stay with Stray Kids though because I really enjoyed Hyunjin's vlog in Japan. So for those of you that maybe knew the podcast, Hyunjin is my bias. He's alt. He's just everything to me. Obsessed. I'm ready to get into another monologue, but I know that this is already a long Emily monologue, so I'll do my best to um, to pull back from my Hyunjin love here. But he did a vlog in Tokyo. He stayed in Tokyo for two days after their concert. Stray Kids were given some vacation time, which I think was really smart by JYP. They needed a few days off, a week off, however long it was. You know, Chan and Felix finally got to go back to Australia. One thing Hyunjin did, he stayed in Tokyo for two days for vacation. And it was lovely. He walked around with the GoPro and just showed us what he was doing, talked to the camera. He goes to museums and describes his favorite exhibits. He takes pictures in a large park that really reminded me of Central Park. I guess it was a garden. He called it a garden, but it looked like Central Park here in New York City, which is one of my favorite, favorite places. That was lovely. And then he eats. He eats a lot. He goes to a lot of different places and he makes like the cutest noise when he loves the food. And it's just so, so fun to watch. 
Hyunjin appreciates like the simple things. You know, he gets excited taking a picture of the sun on a tree and he loves walking and loves walking in the rain. Like it's wonderful to see that like small moments and simple pleasures still bring someone like Hyunjin, who's an international celebrity, so much joy. Um, I loved watching it and it reminded me to kind of not take for granted all the beauty around me every day. So Kenjin, just add that to his list of perfect traits. He's like a wonderful teacher. (laughs) He reminds you to be grateful and enjoy the small moments. And it was just fun. It was just fun to watch that. So I had to mention that because of course I've seen it. Queendom knows. I don't miss Hyunjin content. I don't miss Stray Kids content. Can't wait for October 7th. Okay. It's time for some K-pop news. The world of K-pop moves extremely fast. You all know this, but try my best to keep up on the news and share what's going on in this world. Stray Kids, speaking of Stray Kids, 16-page spread in Billboard magazine, special collector's edition, the whole thing. There's multiple interview videos on YouTube. There's a lot of content from Billboard about Stray Kids. And the article was kind of touting them as the next big K-pop act. It really was saying this group is they're next and here's why gave a lot of props for the songwriting there was a lot of positive stuff in it from a fan's point of view i think it's hard because unless it's written by a fan the articles are far from perfect but i think it's exciting to get this to the masses yeah stray kids are next and if you listen to the podcast we've been saying it for years but now the rest of the world is catching up Stray Kids are the future, and it was really exciting to see them get that much credit and this huge spread. So congratulations to Stray Kids. October's going to be a busy month. Idol just announced their comeback is in October. AB6 has a comeback in October. And Kian from Monsta X just announced a comeback at the end of October. So we are going to be busy in October, excited about all these releases, Congratulations to the ladies of Twice. They've now charted in the top 10 of the Billboard 200 two weeks in a row. Say what you want about girl groups and all the fighting about numbers and charts. Twice has killed it. Like, they're killing it. They've been killing it on the Billboard charts. And I I continue to listen to that album. We reviewed it a couple weeks ago. I really like this project. So congratulations to Twice. Blackpink. Blackpink's about to be in everyone's area. They added more dates to their Born Pink tour in the United States. They're pretty much doing two shows everywhere except LA, which seems crazy to me. But they added, you know, more like two shows in Chicago and I think Houston, Dallas. They're already doing two shows in Newark. So makes sense. I think the demand's going to be crazy. Good luck to all the blanks trying for tickets. Oh, God. Trying for tickets. Oh, it's a whole thing. Um, (laughs) I'm exhausted by ticketing for K-pop concerts. Exhausted and broke. The money that we all spend on these shows. And if you're not lucky enough to live in a city where they go to quite often, the travel and everything, it is expensive being a K-pop fan. But good luck to Blinks trying to get tickets. Congratulations to our friends in Saudi Arabia. We mentioned Saudi Arabia quite a bit. We have a large listener base in Saudi Arabia. So shout out to you guys. We love our queendom. KCON is coming to Saudi Arabia September 30th and October 1st. And they have a wonderful lineup. ATs, The Boys, New Jeans, One Us, Stacey, Pentagon. That's going to be an amazing show. So that'll be really fun. Love seeing that. Love seeing K-pop concerts all over the world. If our listening base is any indication There's K-pop fans all over the world, and they will pay to go to concerts. So that was really smart of K-Con. Kudos to them. Speaking of One Us, One Us have two wins, two show wins for Same Scent. We reviewed that last week. Charity and I were both digging it. Congratulations to those guys. NCT Dream's Gino became the first K-pop singer to open a show in New York City Fashion Week. He was uh, walking the runway at the Peter Doe show. He opened it. And he was also invited to Vogue's celebration the night before, where he kind of hobnobbed with big celebrities. There's pictures all over the internet, like with Jared Leto and Dove Cameron, Sabrina Carpenter. Very cool. 
Also, can I just say bone structure? Like I have been looking at those videos and pictures, the bone structure on this man. And I feel like we, I don't want to say we manifested this for him, but Charity and I were talking about him uh, recently, last week when we reviewed Key's album, specifically the song Villain featuring Gino from NCT Dream. And I was saying like, he's a star. He's really been kind of the quiet star of that group. And now you can feel that he's finally embracing it. And sure enough, the day after we recorded that podcast, it's announced that he's opening fashion week. Really cool to see happy for him. All the locals were drooling. Congratulations. <laughs> Exos Schumann and Monster X's young one are set to star in a new K drama. This is wonderful news from Maltese like me who love Exo and Monster X they're going to play ex-idols who open and run a supermarket. So that's the premise. It's an ex-K-pop like, group, and they're older. They come together to run a supermarket. Interesting. Looking forward to that. Extraordinary Heroes have named their fandom the fandom name. Drumroll, please. Villains. I don't know about you, Queendom, but I love this. I absolutely love it. Every time I watch them, I think they're like, they're cool villains. Uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to be a villain. I think it's a wonderful name. Loco, I'm not sure if all of you are really familiar with Loco, but he's wonderful um, Korean artist. He does songs with Hwasa sometimes, rapper, R&B guy. He announced he's getting married. So congratulations to him. And we have to say a giant happy birthday Felix from Felix and Han from Stray Kids, Nam June from BTS, Hyunjae from The Boys. There are so many Virgos. I feel like running the social media for New York City K-pop queens. I have been struggling to keep up this week with all these happy birthday messages. Lots of Virgo birthdays. So happy birthday to all of the idols, but also all of you, all of the queendom who are Virgos. Happy, happy birthday, Virgo season. We're still in it. So enjoy, celebrate. It's that time of the week. It's time for song of the week. I love DKB, love Jackson Wang. There were a lot of good songs, but the one that sticks with me that I keep coming back to, Blue by Jackson Wang. It's it's a beautiful song. It's so comforting. It's positive. It's like a warm hug. It's peaceful serenity. I love it. I'm a big fan. Next week, Charity will be back. Charity will be back, back to full speed next week. And it's a big one. I don't know if I mentioned it enough in this episode, but we're getting NCT 127 and Blackpink and The Rose. We have a lot of awesome music to review for you next week. So you know where to find us. Thank you all so, 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 so much for bearing with me this week. It's never easy to do a solo episode, but there's no way that we're going to ruin our streak. Charity and I really pride ourselves on this. This is... 121 weeks straight of the New York City K-pop Queens podcast. We're a two-man operation. We do everything um, from production to editing to social media to the playlist that you'll see in the description of this podcast. I make the, the playlist every week. We're, we're doing it all. And we haven't taken a break in 121 weeks. It was one of those things we didn't set out to do it without taking a break. But once the streak started, we kind of were committed to keeping it going. So on these weeks where it's impossible to record, for both of us to record, one of us is going to take the reins. This is my second solo show. Hopefully it wasn't too painful and you all enjoyed it. This is not the norm on our show if this is your first time listening. There's two of us and I think that dynamic is the best. I missed my co-host but she'll be back next week, and hopefully all of you will too. New episodes come out every Friday morning. We're happy to have you. I want to say really heartfelt gratitude to all of you for listening every week and for reaching out and saying hello and your kind words. Sometimes, um, sometimes it feels like you know people are listening, but you don't. You know, you kind of get into a routine and a pattern and sometimes it can feel like it's trivial. We're just talking about K-pop. When we get positive feedback, we know that what we're doing matters. Maybe just a little bit what we're doing matters to someone out there. And for me, that's reason to keep recording and keep doing the show every week. 
it means the world. It means the world to me. So thank you so much for all of you for, for just reaching out and your positive, kind encouragement. I appreciate it more than you know. And we're going to keep this train going. Don't worry. <laughs> New York City K-pop queens aren't going anywhere. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all enjoying fall and staying healthy and happy. If you want to reach out and say hi, NYC K-pop queens on Instagram and Twitter, please slide into those DMs. I promise you we will answer you. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but we've got you. So don't be shy. We're here to build a community of people who love K-pop and just want to talk about it. I love you, Queendom. Thank you for listening to me this week. I appreciate you more than you know. And we will be back next week. Have a great weekend. Love you. Bye.